live from WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca in Monterey, California. This is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network and Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. For the final time in 2022, it is time to go racing in the Indy Lights series presented by Cooper Tires. Live coverage of the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey right here on IndyCar Radio. My name is Nick Yeoman. Thank you so much for joining us on this championship Sunday where later today we will crown a new NTT IndyCar Series champion. As for the Indy Lights Series, our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us. And Davey, we got that accomplished yesterday. Linus Lundquist, a season's worth of work culminated with a championship yesterday. What a, uh, a fantastic day for that young man to finally seal the deal. Nick throughout this season. I mean, the start of the year, we talked multiple times on, like, this guy can't be beat. He sh- he showed up at the start of the season and thought, you know what? It is happening. I mean, this kid is going to win all the races. But then midseason, these other the other drivers and teams decided, no, that's not going to happen and really started giving him a lot of competition and it made it fun to watch. But that early season charge by Lucas shot him up in that championship. And yes, it's one race to go, but he has that championship sealed, has his eyes on IndyCar next year. Now, it's a five for second in the points championship. And Singray Rob with a dominant win yesterday. By the way, his first win um, shoots to second place in points, seven points ahead of two drivers, one of them being Matty Brabham, who struggled a bit yesterday, and the other one being uh, McElray, who has the opportunity to, they still have opportunity to try to get in that second position for the year in points results. You're going to hear from both of our pit reporters, Dan Rosanowski and Ryan Marine, throughout the day. Yesterday, after Linus Lundqvist claimed that championship, Ryan Marie caught up with a victorious Swedish driver in victory lane. He stands atop his race car in tears. He's got the Swedish flag in hand, about to drape it across his shoulders. The champion of Indy Lights in 2022. Wiping some tears from his eyes, but they are tears of joy. A huge grin on the face of the Swede, Linus Lundqvist. Linus on the season, five wins, nine podiums, seven poles, but crucially, the championship and a chance now to race in the NTT IndyCar Series. Describe the emotions. Um, I, I, I don't think I can, to be honest. Um, I mean... Firstly, a massive thank you to uh, to the whole team, um, H&E Motorsports with Daycoin Racing. We'd never have done it without them. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, this is literally a dream come true. Um, I gotta say, a special thank you to my family. You know, we've um, <coughs> been on this journey for a long time, so feels good. What has the family meant to you? How has their support enabled you to get to this point? Ah, it's it's everything. Um, I think so many people can relate to that as well. So, just um, yeah. I mean, it was a wonder that I even started with go karts and to to make it this far. It's yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You are an Indy Lights champion. Congratulations. Yeah, very cool to hear the emotion in Linus Lundquist's voice as uh, he claimed that championship. And now he and the rest of these drivers have a chance to battle one more time for a race win. And on the pole today is Christian Rasmussen. One win on the season, and he scored his first career pole yesterday morning. Dan Rosanowski caught up with the driver who will lead the field to the green flag. What a difference a day makes. Yesterday you had those electrical issues. The Stellarec machine was uh, under repair for quite some time, and today you end up with the pole. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are that this is awesome. Um, first pole of the year. Uh, like I've said to the boys, better late than ever. Um, but, you know, we had a great car under us, underneath us today. I, I knew we had some stuff to do from yesterday, but we made some great changes overnight and, and yeah, got our way with a pole in a second place, I think. So, yeah, very, very happy. Uh, can't thank uh, Bob Selrick, the Andretti Autosport, Jan Paulsen, uh, all my supporters from back home, my family, my friends, and everyone. So, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So Christian Rasmussen will lead the field of the green flag. And, Davey, what are your thoughts on the beginning of this race? The championship's been settled. Uh, so, really, it's a race win. That's the only thing that's left on the line uh, for all of these drivers. What do you think you're going to see when we have the run down to turn number two? Well, turn two has really changed, I think, from yesterday to today already. I mean, it's a really wide corner. I watched in the final warm-up with IndyCars. Nobody's down on that curbing. If we watched the race yesterday, Stingray Rob went on the bottom, stayed right on the curbing. It did have a lot of momentum coming off 
off the corner, but it'll hold enough enough Rasmussen back. But now it's a, it's a different line down there. We'll see which one the is the fast line, which one they want to take. Well, it is time to go racing for the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey, and the engines have been fired. WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Here's a look at your starting lineup for the final race of the 2022 season. Here's today's Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires, starting lineup. Row 7. Flynn Lazier, United States. Row 6. Christian Vogel, United States. Nolan Siegel, United States. Row 5. Kiffin Simpson, Cayman Islands. Hunter McElroy, New Zealand. Row 4. Jacob Abel, United States. Ernie Francis Jr., United States. Row 3. Daniel Frost, Singapore. Matt Brabham, United States. Row 2. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. Stingray Rob, United States. On the outside of row 1. Linus Lundqvist, Sweden. And starting on the pole. Christian Rasmussen, Denmark. Rasmussen and Lundqvist, the front row for the final race of the 2022 season. This is a 2.2-mile road course, 11 turns, 7 to the left, 4 to the right. And Michael Young uh, is positioned to call about half of them as we welcome in our turn announcers. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nick. A beautiful vantage point. High atop turn four and five as I look down as a field, and the pace car has them in tow. Kristen Rasmussen coming by right now. Basically can see turn one as that field will be full song down into turn number two, which is a very tight hairpin. They'll stay in that lower gear, maybe pop up one gear to a very slow turn number three, as Davey talked about. Tough, very slow through there, trying to get the momentum. But as that momentum builds through the right-hander of turn number three, they have a short about 600 foot jaunt down to turn number four and that's where the momentum really goes. You'll see a lot of drivers put the left sides out into the dirt trying to carry as much momentum as they can as they begin the uphill climb to the left-hander of turn number five. They'll drop down a couple of gears again and then begin the climb up the hill to extremely fast turn number six and that's where they'll come to the view of our very own Mark James. Thank you Michael. Look forward to the call today for sure. That left-hander is turn number six and it's darn near a full song turn but here's where things get tricky. You start the elevation change. You'll feel it a little bit. And a little blip of a right-hander, which is turn number seven, and then that's when the elevation change really takes off. And as you approach turn number eight, which is a tight left-hander, very unforgiving left-hander, you almost feel on approach like you're going to drive straight off into the sky. But uh, you will feel the car get very, very light as you turn to the left, and then you enter the iconic corkscrew. And once you clear that, you start to set up for turn number nine. You got to be careful going too quickly through turn number nine because the uh, momentum can carry you off to driver's ride. After that, a short little straightaway as you continue downhill and come into the view of Jay Query. Thank you, Mark. You are correct when you talk about the trick, the, of course, finding the balance at the top of the hill. But coming downhill, the same holds true. And better fact, it is the right-handed turn number 10 just below me that awaits the drivers when they come down that hill off of that straightaway. It is a banked turn, and it is a right-hander as I'd mentioned, but if you get too far to the outside, which can happen with all of the energy that comes with the speed picked up by that decline in terms of the elevation of turn nine downhill, you can find yourself getting out into the dust, kicking up a little bit of dirt on to the racetrack. Good news is, if that irritates your car, right there is the entrance to the pit lane, which would be a left-hander, but the idea is to continue straight for a couple of hundred yards before the left-hander that is turn number 11 back onto the main straightaway here at WeatherTech Raceway at Lagoon. Nick, nice day here. It is much nicer than yesterday where the temperature was much cooler and a lot more overcast at this time of day. So we look forward to a little bit different conditions, but yet equally good racing here in the Indy Lights. Michael Young, Mark James, Jake Query helped to call the action today down on pit lane. It's Ryan Marine and Dan Rusinowski. We'll see how busy they will be today as uh, there were some drivers having some issues yesterday. And again, my name is Nick Yeoman. Davey Hamilton is our driver analyst as we are set to go racing for the final time in 2022 for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Christian Rasmussen and the series champion Linus Lundquist on the front row. Stingray 
Robb, yesterday's winner, and Benjamin Peterson, the winner at Portland in row number two, Matthew Brabham, Daniel Frost in row three. In fact, the front six drivers have all won races this year. We'll see who gets victorious at the final day of the 2022 season. Green flag is in the air, and Rasmussen, shot out of a cannon, jumps to the race lead. It looked like they were entertaining going three wide, but it's Lundquist, Michael, taking a lurch to the outside. And he will hold that outside position, but Christian Rasmussen will clear him and bring the field down through turn number three. It's Linus Lundquist, our series champion in second, and then the machine of Stingray Rob, yesterday's winner, first-time winner, running in that third position. Benjamin Peterson in that fourth position. Nice battle for fifth. That's Matthew Brabham. He battles with Jacob Abel. Field cleanly through as we have Hunter McElroy put the left sides off. He'll kick up a little dust, but again, it's Christian Rasmussen with a three-car length advantage over second place running Linus Lundquist. Looks like Peterson on the charge trying to make a pass. Yeah, he is trying to make a pass. He is really wearing out Stingray Rob as they work their way through turn number six. He's not able to make the pass just yet. They'll separate a little bit as they start to climb and make that little bender, which is turn number seven. Before you know it, they'll be greeted by the corkscrew. That's where they are right now. And as we say that, on the downhill run, it's Linus Lundquist now starting to make a race of it for that lead position. Jakey has the second spot. And he has Stingray, Robin Peterson just behind him, so you can throw the proverbial blanket two through four, but the leader with about a four-car length advantage, Rasmussen through turn number 11. Out of turn 11, it is Christian Rasmussen. The pole sitter will lead lap number one and open up an advantage of about five car lengths over the champion Linus Lundquist. Then it is Stingray, Rob, Benjamin Peterson, Matthew Brab of the top five as they race into turn number two. Rasmussen about an eight-car length advantage. The battle will be for that second position. Stingray, Rob is about a half Car Lake behind our championship uh, champion, I should say, of Linus Lundquist. Lundquist about a two-car length advantage over Stingray Rob. The champ will make his way through turn number four, and here comes Stingray Rob. He'll fall off about three car lengths. That battle with he and Peterson has certainly fallen off. Peterson about eight car lengths behind, so Rasmussen four car lengths. Then our champion, Linus Lundquist. Stingray Rob still on the charge, running in that third position. A couple of decent battles, about seven-tenths of a second behind the lead. It's Linus Lundquist and Stingray Rob. That's the battle for the second position. Then Benjamin Peterson and Matthew Brabham. That battle is getting a bit interesting now as they start to climb the hill and work their way up toward the corkscrew. That battle for second now. Lundquist, Stingray Rob, nose to tail as they slide back into the view of Jay Query. Couple of good battles, Mark. Good eye on that one for second. Also that you mentioned for third. Matthew Erk for fourth, I should say. Matthew Brabham has it. Peterson right there behind him as they work their way now through turn number 11. David, we won wondered if Stingray Rob could match the pace that he showed yesterday. Much more difficult starting from the third position, but he's already picked one off, getting around Linus Lundquist. Yeah, of course, Lundquist did a bit of a mistake, actually. Good job by Stingray Rob doing that and making a, taking advantage of him, come down off that corkscrew third through turn uh, 10 and had it pass by 11. So he's fast again. He dominated this race, won by 11 seconds yesterday. Right now, he's one second behind Rasmussen, the leader of this race. Is he going to catch him? Michael Hunter McElray's on the charge as well. He just picked up eighth from Ernie Francis moments ago, and he's trying to work over Daniel Frost. Yeah, he's all over that rear wing, looking at Hunter McElray, that number 27, one of the drivers who got off early in this race. That's a battle for that seventh position. Daniel Frost, two car length advantage, but again, Hunter McElray trying to make that position and get around him at six. Uh, Benjamin Peterson can no longer think about passing Matthew Brabham. What he has to worry about now is the 51 of Jacob Abel, who's making a hard charts. But again, Frost and McElroy, that's a pretty good battle as the leader works his way to the corkscrew. And the leader now works his way downhill off the corkscrew, talking about Rasmussen. Again, opened up now about an 18 car length advantage. Battle right now on the racetrack that may be best is that for third. Matthew Brabham running in the fourth position, but he is really starting to close that gap as the leaders work their way back onto the main street. Brabham with a chance still to grab second of the championship. He is about two car lengths behind our series champion, Linus Lundquist, using the draft up the front straightaway to try to set him up down into turn number two. Not able to get along side, but Michael, it's about a half a car length separating Lundquist as Brabham searching left and right, trying to get around exiting two. He stuck his nose down on the inside of Linus Lundquist trying to get the advantage at the exit of turn number two, unable to do so. He'll gather it back up and fall about three car lengths behind Linus Lundquist. Our leader is Christian Rasmussen, 15 car length advantage over Stingray Rob. Then it's our champ, Linus Lundquist in third, and Matthew Brabham, who made a strong charge through the field yesterday, starting closer to 
the front, running in that fourth position. Uh, starting to get some separation now among the front six. We look a little further back, and we see Ernie Francis Jr. in that 99 car. He is trying to draw a beat on Hunter McElray. As we say that, though, things get interesting between Lundquist and Brabham. They go side-by-side through the corkscrew, and it looks like Matthew Brabham's going to grab that spot from Linus Lundquist. And again, that puts now Brabham into the third position. The next to try to get Lundquist would be Benjamin Peterson as Brabham tries to get some separation now as he has made that move and he works his way through turn number 11. Davey, we've seen two really stout passes there at the top of the hill, both on our champion, Linus Lundquist. First Stingray Rob, and then what a great job by Matthew Brabham. Sure enough, and what it is, is those Andretti cars just seem to have a little bit of braking advantage getting into that uh, that tornado. Oh, so close was it between Matty Brabham and Lundquist. I mean, they had inches from each other going down to that corkscrew, but they didn't touch each other, made nice clean passes. As Brabham, uh, you know, he shot it down in there, gave gave him enough room on that outside, and uh, off they both go. Really good pass. I mean, David, that's that's two of the most experienced drivers in the field, right? I mean, Lundquist, two full years, now the champion. Matthew Brabham with a ton of racing experience, good, clean racing, and I think you're right. I don't think they ever touched the corkscrew. They, I don't think they touched at all. Matter of fact, I'm sure they didn't. And right now, look at the back of the field. Pretty good run. With Lazier, he just hasn't had the opportunity to really race. Went out the first lap in Portland, came here, had problems with a half shaft on the first lap here. They did get him back out, got some lap time, but he made his first pass, guys. Started last on this field, 13th, past Bogle. So uh, Lazier's getting the, the, the track time he needs. So a full field rundown here on lap number four of 35 at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Sega. This is the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires here on IndyCar Radio. Christian Rasmussen is your race leader. His advantage is only one second over Stingray Rob. Stingray Rob runs in that second spot. He won yesterday's race. Matthew Brabham runs third. Linus Lundquist is fourth. Fifth is Benjamin Peterson. Jacob Abel sixth. Seventh is Daniel Frost. Eighth, Hunter McElroy. Ninth is Nolan Siegel. And tenth is Kiffin Simpson. Let's pick up a battle inside the top ten. It's been brewing for the last couple laps, Michael. It is Daniel Frost in the seventh spot. Hunter McElroy wearing out that rear wing out of turn three. Last time by Hunter McElroy put those left sides in the dirt at the exit of turn number four. Let's see if he makes it through cleanly. He does, but he's at a two-car length disadvantage to Daniel Frost. As they came down that front straightaway, Nick, he was all over that rear wing, but really has a tough time getting through turns three, four, and five at the same rate that Daniel Frost does. Four-car length advantage for Frost up the hill. Uh, Jacob Abel's picked up a couple of positions since the start of the race, and he has kind of checked out on that battle a little bit after working his way around both of them. Abel is in the the sixth position. This is the battle for seventh between Frost and McElroy as it works his way back to Jake Query. Daniel Frost right now is still trying to hold off Hunter McElroy as he works his way, does Frost into turn number 10 with just a little bit lower than did McElroy. McElroy not able to make up ground. Daniel Frost now takes the left. He have turn 11. Up front, we may have a battle for the lead brewing as Christian Rasmussen's one-second lead has been sliced in half. Here comes Stingray Rob after a dominant performance winning yesterday. He has carved it down to about three car lengths. The Andretti Autosport teammates setting up for a duel here, Michael, on lap number six. Visibly closer, and certainly Stingray Rob breaks a little bit later than Christian Rasmussen down into the hairpin of turn number two. Our leader, Christian Rasmussen, nearly gets those left sides out of the dirt, but Stingray Rob right in the tire tracks. Got his first victory yesterday, trying to back it up with another win, finishing this 2022 season strong. Front end wiggles, he'll lose about a car leg to Christian Rasmussen. He's a bit more liberal with the braking, and there's no question about that. And that's what allows him to close the gap a little bit on the more technical portions of the race course. But it's where that straight line speed comes into play that appears as where appears as though that's where Rasmussen has the advantage. Working their way now off of the corkscrew, down into the, the area setting up for turn number 10. It is Stingray Rob, about two and a half car lengths behind the leader, Christian Rasmussen. He's opened up, though, about a 15 car length advantage over Matthew Brabham running third. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see, Davey. I mean, it may very well be kind of that accordion effect where Stingray Rob's going to close, and then you have a bad lap, and Rasmussen can pull away. But clearly, a lot of pace in both of those machines. Yeah, it definitely does, Dave. They both have pace, as you said. And, and I think this track, it changes lap to lap. 
lap. You try one thing one lap, and it seems really good. You go think you're going to do the same thing the next lap, and it doesn't work. And so uh, that's what probably Stingray, he found a little bit of speed. Going to try to duplicate it, but I see his car sliding around a little bit, and that allowed Rasmussen to pull back ahead nearly one second again. Well, and David, you're a former race car driver. I'm sure when you look in the rearview mirrors and all of a sudden the guy behind you is a heck of a lot closer from a lap before that you get up on that steering wheel and push a little bit harder yourself. And I imagine that's probably the case for Rasmussen. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And same thing really for Rob because Brabham's coming. They're battling for that second in the championship. So, uh, you know, he, he thought, hey, I better get going here as well. And then And then when Rasmussen sees him, he thought the same thing. So it's that accordion effect, as you just said, in track, you know, these tires. We, we continue to talk about how they wear out fairly quickly as we see Kevin's, uh, uh, Kevin Simpson trying to make a pass on Siegel. And the cork's not going to make it, but uh, gave her a good run right there. But these tires are going to wear out. It's only eight laps of 35. Still really early in this race. A lot could happen. Yeah, it's a battle for ninth position, Jake. Uh, Nolan Siegel trying to hold on with Kiffin Simpson right behind. Kiffin Simpson is right on that rear wing, as a matter of fact. Siegel jumped down to the outside line, exiting turn 10. But Kiffin Simpson did the exact same. Both of them have to get through the brakes just a little bit, making that left-hander that's 11. Those two run right in front of Ernie Francis Jr., who got a penalty earlier in the race for avoidable contact with the 27 machine of Hunter McElray. Again, it's a good battle about two-thirds of the way through the field. You can throw a blanket over three cars. Nolan Siegel, Kiffin Simpson, Ernie Francis Jr., Michael, ninth, 10th, and 11th in the field. Yeah, that 10th place battle is the best thus far as we watch the machine of Nolan Siegel. His second race in this 2022 campaign made his debut yesterday and now trying to hold off that Kiffin Simpson machine. Simpson really loses a lot of ground as he exits turn number four. Now through turn number five, they start to climb that hill. It's a good battle. Looks like Kiffin Simpson got a good run, Mark James. Yeah, we'll see what happens to the corkscrew. He tried to make a move last time but could not do it. Jake, don't look now, but that battle for the lead, if we could jump back up there. It's starting to heat up into turn number 10. It is. As a matter of fact, Rasmussen works his way through turn number 10, and this time Stingray Rob decided to go in the exact same line. But now Rob is really close again as I set up that lefty coming up turn number 11. So Davey, Stingray Rob, the first pass that he made today on Linus Lundquist was up there at the corkscrew. Where's the spot you want to set up uh, if he tries to make a lunge towards Christian Rasmussen? Well, right now, I think that, and we see Rasmussen just lock his brakes up down in turn two, so you know he's really fighting through there to, to have a lot of speed. Right now, they have that eight-tenths of a second lead. Seems like Stingray Rob is the fastest going into turn eight and eight-eight. That's the corkscrew. That's the first place that I, would, I would be trying to defend. And then the second place is, looks like that final corner, turn 11, Stingray Rob has some good speed through there as well. And Mark, where this thing gets interesting is if those two battle, all of a sudden, that's going to bring Matthew Brabham yeah. and maybe even Lena Lundquist into the mix. Yeah, there's a pretty good separation. Uh, once you leave uh, the rear wing of Stingray Rob between Matthew Brabham and Linus Lundquist and, and back to Benjamin Peterson, you have to go back to Abel Frost, McElroy to find things tightened up a little bit. If you go all the way back, you can see, I know it's the battle for the 12th position, but it's still a pretty entertaining one watching Christian Bogle and Flynn Lazier go at it. So uh, it is Christian Rasmussen, your race leader here with 26 laps to go. That margin has been anywhere from one second down to a half a second over yesterday's winner, Stingray Rob. Uh, Rasmussen's lead over second. Third place running Matthew Brabham is only 2.2 seconds. And Linus Lundquist, the champion, is 3.7 seconds back. So four drivers all with a chance at this one early in this race as the pace has been strong. Leaders heading back to turn number two. Michael, the advantage for Rasmussen is nine-tenths of a second. It's certainly been an accordion effect. Every time I think Stingray Rob has a good run and has a potential to get around our leader, Christian Rasmussen, and it rubber bands back out. Christian Rasmussen with an eight-car length advantage as they make their way through turn number four. He'll get those left sides on that curbing and straighten it right back out. He'll put the right sides now on the rumble strips as he enters turn number five. Christian Rasmussen trying to close the season off with the win, an eight-car length advantage over second place running. Stingray Rob up the hill to turn six. Yeah, you got to wonder if maybe Stingray Stingray Rob has dialed it back just a little bit in an effort to save the wear and tear on those Cooper tires, and maybe he'll make another run at it. Stay within striking distance. Uh, it was about six-tenths of a second uh, about a lap and a half ago, and it has grown to a full second now as both work their way through the corkscrew. Stingray Rob in pursuit. He wants that top spot. 
And again, Rasmussen this time. A little bit lower, perhaps, through turn number 10. Stingray Rob swings it just a little bit high, exiting 10. Matthew Brabham just behind. 25 laps to go here in the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey. And Davey, it doesn't matter if it's the IndyCar Series running on the Firestone tires or the Indy Lights cars who run on a different tire compound with the, with the Cooper tires. This is a racetrack that you ask every driver, and they'll say it's awful tough on those race, on those tires. Yeah, it doesn't matter what tire. Yeah, no matter what series, what car you bring, what tire it is, it's going to be hard on these tires. Now, rumor is it's old. It's and then the granite and the rock is coming up through the asphalt portion of it, just making it really rough, ripping those tires apart. Rumor is could have some new asphalt for next year here. And boy, would this track really be fast at that point? I wouldn't expect any changes as far as uh, the track configuration. Maybe a little more banking in a few of these corners or, um, you know, just cleaning it up. But a new asphalt would be amazing around this place. And now it would even make it, you know, a couple seconds a lap faster probably. Would that make it easier to pass or harder? Hard to say, but it's going to be much easier on these tires. Yeah, it is uh, certainly one of the most historic racetracks in the country. The layout not going to change, but uh, certainly you always have to worry about the concerns uh, with the asphalt uh, laid down. So We'll, we'll follow that throughout the course of the next couple of years. Right now, though, it's providing a pretty good race, and we have been watching a battle between Hunter McElray and Daniel Frost. That of turn number nine, Jake Query, that's the battle for the eighth position. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, McElroy really got a lot of speed coming down the hill onto Daniel Frost, but swung it wide through turn 10, allowed Frost a little reprieve. But then again, McElroy, that straight-line speed, Nick, allows him to catch back up into turn number 11, but it's in the turn where Frost is able to get himself a little bit of breathing room. McElroy, the fourth of the Andretti Autosport Quartet. The other three run one, two, three. So we know they have a good setup. For McElroy, though, still a lot of work. That car wiggles under braking into turn number two, but Michael Youngie's close within a car length and a half as they head to turn three. Catching him is one thing, passing him another. Daniel Frost, the driver from Singapore, four car length advantage as they make their way through turn number four. He gaps it even more. Gets a nice run as Hunter McElray tries to close back in. McElray will get it back down into about three car lengths, but a really nice turn number five for Daniel Frost. He climbs a hill and gains about two car lengths. In the straightaway, sixth place running Jacob Abel gets a peek at those two battling it out in his rearview mirrors. However, he still has a fairly comfortable advantage of about a second and a half now. They make the climb up the hill toward the court's crew, and it appears as though Daniel Frost has the handle on it for now. But look at Hunter McElroy, Jake. He gets a really nice run out of the court's crew toward turn number 10. Yeah, it seems as though Daniel Frost, as a matter of fact, knew that he was getting that run because Frost got just a little bit loose in the setup for turn number 10. It again looks like McElroy's faster setting up for turn number 11, but not able to make the move before the turn. Yeah, he closed within a half a car length, just a handful of feet, but it looks like Daniel Frost quick on the accelerator out of turn number 11, able to get uh, the RPMs up high enough to hold off Hunter McElray as they bend those cars back into turn number two. That advantage is about three car lengths. Further back, we see Ernie Francis Jr. try to make a pass on Kiffin Simpson. He'll lock up the Cooper tires. Again, that's the battle for 10th, but some of the battles throughout the field are pretty good. Simpson and Francis Jr. slide around the racetrack, Michael in turn number three. Yeah, Nolan Siegel had mirrors full of Kiffin Simpson just four laps ago. That battle's broken off, and now Ernie Francis has eyes on getting around Kiffin Simpson. Again, the battle for that 10th position. Simpson gets a nice run out of turn number four. Will able to gap the machine of Ernie Francis Jr. Three car lengths. They climb the hill as the advantage. It was uh, Kiffin Simpson battling it out with Nolan Siegel, but Siegel was able to win that battle, and he is long since gone. And now Kiffin Simpson, as we know, has his hands full of one Mr. So leaders have worked their way back onto the main straightaway, Nick. And as a matter of fact, that battle up towards the front right now, Stingray Rob through turn number one, trying to reel in if he can, Christian Rasmussen. Yep, it is Rasmussen, race leader, eight-tenths of a second over Stingray Rob. Brabham is third, Lundquist fourth, Benjamin Peterson runs in the fifth position. Sixth is Jacob Abel. Seventh is Daniel Frost. He's been trying to hold off Hunter McElroy, who's all over the rear wing. Uh, Nolan Siegel runs it 
ninth. And in that battle we've been watching between Kiffin Simpson and Ernie Francis Jr., they were on 10th and 11th. Christian Bogle is 12th and 13th is Flynn Lazier. Closing in on halfway here in the Indy Lights Series presented by Cooper Tires, the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey. Of course, the season starting to shape up for 2023. And Ryan Marine details a new driver that will be joining Indy Lights next year. Jagger Jones just wrapped up his rookie season at USF 2000, finished fourth in the championship for the Cape Motorsports team, and we found out in the last seven days that he's going to be in the field for the Indy Light Series, looking ahead to next year, joining the Cape Motorsports team as they make their return after many years away to Indy Lights. Jagger, pleasure to get a chance to chat with you a little bit, and uh, let's go back to the season you had at USF 2000. You've had a lot of experience racing in various categories over the past several years, but new to this level of open wheel racing. How was the first year in USF 2000? Did it go as you anticipated? Yeah, I, I would say we had a pretty solid year. My first year, like you said, in any type of open wheel racing coming from stock cars. Uh, but I, I definitely have a road course background, racing go-karts growing up all over the U.S. and Europe. So that definitely played into help. But we were fast right out of the gate. Uh, second race weekend win, one in Barber, and then uh, capped off the season with some podiums throughout the year. And um, all in all, a solid season for me, definitely. Definitely a learning year, definitely a few things um, looking back I could have done differently, but I mean, for your rookie year, first year in this type of racing, I think all in all it was a, a good season for us. Why the jump to Indy Lights, skipping Indy Pro 2000 effectively? What about the Indy Lights Championship made that attractive, and what about your experience level made you feel ready to take that leap? Well, first, I mean, the road to Indy was a great series, a uh, great program. I'm glad to spend this year there learning. Um, but I think a lot of momentum is heading towards lights right now. You see a lot of teams like the Capes uh, jumping from the road to Indy. Uh, Roger Penske and IndyCar now operating Indy Lights. I think uh, there's a lot of opportunity for young guys in Indy Lights right now. And I think you see all the, the guys, Colton Herta, Pat Oward, Askew, Kyle Kirkwood, come straight from Indy Lights, and they're ready for IndyCar. And I think that was a lot of the thinking. I, I work with Mike Cole, who was very in my ear about what, what do we need to do to get to lights. And another thing, too, is this sport's so much about the people who are around you. And uh, Cape, right even before they announced they were doing the lights, they came to me, offered me that seat if we could put that together. So they want me in the car. They want um, they w are fully behind me and believe in me. And I think that's huge in racing. And this Cape team, for those who aren't familiar with the junior open wheel ladder system, they are the Team Penske, effectively, of Indy Pro 2000 or USF 2000 and on down the line. But it has been a while since they've been in Indy Lights. How confident are you that they're going to hit the ground running with a new tire coming next year and, and uh, going up against some pretty massive organizations like Andretti Autosport and HMD? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a concern, but I wouldn't be doing it with them if I wasn't confident that would be we'd be capable of fighting for wins and podium. I think the tire, uh, changing tires actually helps them um, because it'll kind of be a new learning experience for a lot of the teams. Um, so they don't, we don't, they won't have as much information go looking off past years with the new tires. So I think that actually plays a lot into our benefit. And I, I know they're so, they want, those guys want to win. And they've won in everything they've done before. And I, I don't see it going any way, any way differently eventually with them and Indy Lights. Finally, you mentioned that open wheel racing, well, road racing is in your background but open wheel racing is in your blood. Your grandfather, Parnelli Jones, of course, legendary IndyCar driver. Even though you were going the stock car route for a time, what what was IndyCar racing? Was open wheel racing always something in the back of your mind? Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I, I grew up racing go-karts on, on uh, road courses, and I even went up to, over to Europe, considered even moving over there for a few years to kind of go more that Formula F1 route. Uh, but I kind of got push the stock car direction. I really enjoyed it. I think uh, every type of racing really is is awesome. Trying to make a car go as fast as it can and beat the guys you're competing against, no matter what it is. But uh, after didn't race for a couple years, kind of it's COVID and some sponsor issues on the stock car side, side of things, and uh, kind of reevaluated my career, reevaluated the um, kind of ways to become a professional driver and where I wanted to end up. And um, IndyCar has always been in my family blood, on my mind in particular. I've always dreamed of winning the Indy 500, and um, I think this was my opportunity now. My, I kind of thought if I want to be a race car driver, i got to put everything into it right now, and um, I want to be an Indy car. I want to win the Indy 500, and that, I'm doing everything it takes to make it there. Thank you so much for the time, Jagger. Looking forward to seeing you in Indy Lights next year. Thank you, guys.
a cool story, no doubt, with uh, a third-generation driver running at Indy Lights. Excited to see how Jagger Jones does next year in the Indy Lights series uh, as he will be a rookie and contest for the championship. And, of course, the scholarship that awaits at the end of the season that Linus Lundquist takes home this year, north of a million dollars to put towards an IndyCar effort. So uh, good luck to Jagger Jones and certainly good luck to Linus Lundquist as that uh, effort to put together an IndyCar ride uh, next year has already begun for that young man. Uh, 1.3 seconds is the advantage for Christian Rasmussen over Stingray Rob. And Davey Hamilton, it's kind of been stuck right in that, you know, eight-tenths of a second to one-and-a-half, you know, second gap. I mean, Stingray Rob is hanging with Christian Rasmussen, but we've been watching over the last seven or eight laps, and he's just not close enough to necessarily challenge for a pass. That's right. With 15 laps basically to go, it just, as you just said, it goes from maybe a half a second up to a second and a half. Right now it's 1.2 seconds. Seems like Rob gathers a little bit of area to cut some uh, time out between them. But just as Rasmussen, he gets close to him, Rasmussen pulls ahead again. Meanwhile, Brabham, he's back there just lurking. He's only two and a half seconds behind, so you never know if he, he's pulling away from Lundquist, has kind of a track all to himself to where he can really push forward. He may have something in this race. It's all going to be about tire wear and how much speed can they carry for these last 15 laps. Yeah, Michael Young, we mentioned it. It kind of was four cars, throw a blanket over them, but uh, it does appear that Lundquist has kind of lost the tail end of that train as he is making his way into turn number three now, trying to run down Matthew Brabham, who's got third pretty comfortably. Yeah, Matthew Brabham is one, I think, who will have an opportunity to take advantage of getting around somebody because he has been on the charge this last few handful of laps or so. He has closed in on that rear wing and at least closed that gap down. It used to be 15 car legs, now eight car legs. Matthew Brabham running in third, Stingray Rob running in second. Stingray Rob is uh, about a second and a half in front of Matthew Brabham. And as we mentioned, Linus Lundquist, for all intents and purposes, has lost track of that draft. We look a little bit further back and we see Daniel Frost and Hunter McElray starting to get interesting again as the leaders head back toward Jay Query. Interesting you mentioned that, Mark, about Frost and McElray. Those two have got to be tired of seeing one another because they have seemingly been kind of glued to one another throughout the course of this race. So, too. As you had mentioned, a little bit further back, it is Peterson as well as Jacob Abel. Those two battles fractured from the lead, but still, nonetheless, a couple of pairs of drivers that are running with one another consistently lap to lap. Davey, how about Jacob Abel looking for a uh, top five finish today? He's been trying to run down Benjamin Peterson, and he made that pass because Peterson took one whale of a trip through the sand uh, heading up towards the corkscrew here at Laguna Seca. Yeah, he sure did, and I tell you what, Abel had had a great start, actually, starting eighth in the race, first lap. He was up beside Matty Brabham, and Matty Brabham started in that fourth position, so gained some good spots right there, found himself in fifth, and went back to sixth, and now back to fifth. So, uh, good run yesterday, finished P4. Um, seems like that team, and, and Abel, as a driver, really come around. Tim Naff engineering over there. They got Bruner as a, as a team manager, and now they're talking to go two, maybe three cars next year to try to improve their performance by having teammates in that team. And Ryan Marine has more about that family-run team. Let's check in with the patriarch, Bill Abel. He's got a big smile on his face, as does the entire team. They just saw the replay that we were describing a moment ago. Big move by, there by Jacob, who had a good run to fourth yesterday, running fifth today. It's been a good weekend all around. Yeah, we've had a great weekend. We're just hoping to finish solid. Capped the championship off with a good with a good run today. It's, uh, the momentum is finally kind of swinging our way this year. We felt like the last part of the season we've had this pace, but we just haven't had the results. We're really happy with how it's gone the last few races. Talked to Jacob about this yesterday. A lot of the year it's just been him in the car. There has been a second car from time to time, but it's been a revolving door. And for an Indy Lights rookie on a single-car team, or at best a two-car team, going up against giants in the sport, how challenging has that been this year? It's been really tough. We've had two or three drivers come in. We're super excited to have Flynn Lazier on board, and he has actually helped Jacob a bunch, starting with Portland, even though Flynn didn't get to finish the race. But um, he's really been a big help. So, yeah, it's been super difficult to have a one-car team, and I think the team, uh, you know, with John and and Kit and and now Tim Neff on board, um, the engineering has been fantastic. We've had great cars. It's just been really good, and, and Jacob has performed well. 
looking ahead to next year. What does the future hold for Jacob and the whole team? Yeah, we're hoping. Uh, we're working with Jacob. Um, we hear his funding is questionable, but uh, we're going to speak to his mom about that. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we're excited about that. Hopefully we'll have another driver or two. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Oh, man, that is uh, that is too good. Yeah, yeah that's a great question, Ryan Breed, to, to wrap it up with uh, the father of Jacob Abel. Uh, we'll see if he's back questionable at best. But, uh, Davey, th- that team's done a great job, and I kind of look at that that organization similar to how I look at, at the rise of Hunkos Hollinger. I mean, it, consistently it's an uphill battle with only having one car for most race weekends, but really solidly mid-pack and punching way above their weight. Yeah, absolutely. And as he just said, they're doing it right. They're growing. They have Tim Neff Engineering. They have, you know, John Bruner, uh, team manager, good good people to have. They have experience. They know what it takes to do this series. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, it's, it's classic. Say so he has talked to his mom. That's uh, that's perfect to see if the funding's there for Jacob. But, um, you know, rumor is two to three cars. I think that they're going to be another really strong team. They have everything in place to do it and uh, just need to see how this winter uh, plays out for him. Now, one thing that's tricky, I just talked to Jagger Jones, actually, just a minute ago. Uh, he was coming up in the booth, and, and uh, you know, I asked when he's going to test, if the October test is there, when the car's going to be ready. Problem is tires. You know, as we know, next year it's Firestones on these Indy Lights cars. Cooper tires out of the business, and uh, there's no Cooper tires left, and the Firestones aren't ready. So it's going to be really uh, interesting to see how much off-season testing these uh, teams and drivers are going to get uh, because of a tire situation. Yeah, that's fascinating, Davey, because we we heard from Mike Marini from HMD earlier this weekend and said that uh, that that's why they found it was a good time to expand because the playing field is level and having more cars is going to be more data, but boy, I I mean, you want to talk about completely leveling the playing field if most of these organizations don't get a chance to test nearly as much as they do. That all of a sudden makes that first race weekend in St. Petersburg very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And, and as you say, these new teams coming in, they would like to get some test time. Obviously, the existing teams know the cars, but they don't know what, how it's going to be with the, this tire combination. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge going into that first race. Now, you know, Firestone, we know they're going to have a great tire. There's no question about that. We're all prepared for it and know that's going to happen. But, you know, everybody does need to test them, just see what the differences are, see what kind of speed, what kind of you know, balance it's going to have. And uh, so, you know, a lack of winter testing – Indy Lights is going to be interesting as we watch right now. Stingray Rob closing that gap back to eight tenths of a second going down to that final turn 11. This time by, Nick, it's only going to be 10 laps to go. Peterson's starting to slide around a little bit. Stingray Rob puts some pressure on him, but Brabham's lurking still there as well. So it's a good top three. Nine tenths of a second, the advantage for Rasmussen over Rob. Another 2.6 seconds. Back to Matthew Brabham. That's how they run. Top three, Michael Young exiting turn number two. If Stingray Rob's going to get on his giddy up he better think about doing it right about now he's able to close that gap down to about eight car legs this is the closest he's been in the last handful of laps or so but christian rasmussen gets a nice run out of turn number four but so do so does stingray rob rob still about eight car legs but he's able to manage that gap and hold that disadvantage that he has over christian rasmussen rasmussen up the hill stingray rob mark he's got a very nice run uh, seems like he's able to gain some measure momentum Stingray Rob because he's able to hit that turn just a little bit lower especially turns to the left but again it seems to be where the breakaway speed occurs on those short straightaways where Rasmussen's able to gather it back in six tenths of a second now as they exit the corkscrew we had mentioned earlier in this race that Stingray Rob, perhaps if he felt he had something, might be saving it towards the end of the race. Just as I say that, he got very loose off of turn number 10. That rear end started to step out, but that straight line speed is there for him, able to close the gap through turn number 11. But if the time, Nick, is there for Stingray Rob to make a move, we've entered the window of this race where he's got to start thinking about it. Just 10 laps to go. The advantage, six tenths of a second. What does that look like on the racetrack? Well, it looks like the length of about three cars uh, here in the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Rasmussen and Rob dueling for the final race win of the season. It's still three car lengths, Michael, out of turn three. 
and the momentum that they need to get out of turn number three to really climb the hill into turn number four is where Stingray Rob has found a little advantage these last couple of laps, able to close that gap back down to four car lengths. Mark Christian Rasmussen, when he gets to turns four and five, really does seem to be a little bit better than Stingray Rob. We'll see if Rob can catch him at the top of the hill. Uh, Matthew Brabham with a bit of a bobble about two quarters earlier as he went off course, allowing Linus Lundquist to close just a little bit. Meanwhile, as Christian Rasmussen, may, Christian Rasmussen maintaining his advantage over Stingray Rob is there uh, about a, separated by about a car length and a half now in the exit of the corkscrew. That point in the race where perhaps the grip is starting to go away. And right now, Christian Rasmussen tenuously gripping to that lead because Stingray Rob continues to close the gap. He is just a car length and a half behind him through turn number 11. Uh, it's a great battle for the lead and maybe a great battle for third shaping up. As Mark detailed, that bobble by Matthew Brabham that has allowed Linus Lundquist to close right in. So, Michael, we're watching two tremendous battles here with nine laps to go at Laguna Seca. Up front, Rasmussen, his advantage over Stingray Rob. Staying cemented in about two to three car lengths. Who saved the Cooper tires for these last ten laps? Christian Rasmussen, four car length advantage over Sting Ray Rob. Rob, remember yesterday, won by six seconds, having a tough time catching his teammate Christian Rasmussen. This time through turn number four, it's a five car length advantage. Same back to that battle for third. It's Matthew Brabham and Linus Lundquist. Back to the front, Christian Rasmussen, still a four car length advantage. Although Sting Ray Rob, a couple of car lengths closer than he was last time through. Down to five tenths at one point, back up to seven tenths. The pressure can be best described as passive aggressive at this point. He's not up on the rear wing whatsoever, but make no question about it, the leader knows that he is there. Sting Ray Rob glides it through the corkscrew and starts to apply more pressure now at the entrance to turn ten comes into an area of the racetrack where typically he starts to show a little bit of speed and lets Rasmussen know he's there. Talking about the area between 10 and 11. But this time by, Rasmussen, better job holding off Rob than the last lap. And Davey, he's close enough where just the slightest bobble by Rasmussen's going to open the door. That's got to be what Stingray's waiting for. Yeah, exactly right. So it's, it's I'm watching the cars. Looks like coming off that turn 11 that Stingray really has an advantage. Rasmussen's car the back end sliding around just a little bit. These, like he loses a little bit of grip right there. Stingray's able to pull up. But as they get down to turn two, it looks like his car's good. And Stingray Robs is moving around just a little bit and loses a little bit of ground. But we know where Stingray Rob made that pass and going into turn eight in that corkscrew. And that's where, if he does a pass, probably where he's going to try to do it again. Gap quite a bit bigger this time through turn number five. It's up to 1.1 seconds, and uh, that's the part of the racetrack that Davey talked about. The Rasmussen's car looks a little bit stronger, but Stingray Rob will see if he can gather it back up, up the hill. Battle for third continues to be pretty good. Matthew Brabham got off the racetrack, put the left side Cooper tires in the sand. That allowed Linus Lundquist to close within about a second. Lundquist not close enough to get alongside. Jacob Abel holds down the final spot in the top five. In fact, he's got a full six-second lead over Benjamin Peterson, who holds down that sixth spot. Seventh is Daniel Frost. Eighth is Hunter McElroy. Ninth is Nolan Siegel. In fact, Siegel's doing a tremendous job holding off what is a hornet's nest behind him uh, that includes drivers like 10th place running Kiffin Simpson, 11th place Ernie Francis Jr., and 12th place running Christian Bogle. Now, Flynn Lazier currently 13th as we have seven laps to go here at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. And, uh, Jake Query will take a quick peek at the back of the field. We've been Mention it. Nolan Siegel trying to hang on. A lot of rookies back there with Giffen Simpson and Ernie Francis Jr. Boy, you're not kidding. That is a hornet's nest. Christian Vogel trying to get a peek on that trio. All four, but pretty evenly spaced. Call it two car links behind each particular one as they work their way through 11. Sand kind of uh, running out of the hourglass here. The 2022 Indy Lights Championship. We already know who the champion is. That is Linus Lundquist after a tremendous campaign that included five wins, seven pole positions, and nine trips on the podium. He scored the championship yesterday with a six place finish. Now he's looking to maybe cap the season off with a podium finish, but he has lost a couple more tenths to Matthew Brabham, who has that third spot, and then the battle for the lead that is right at one second, and it has been at about one second uh, for quite honestly 24, maybe 25 of the 28 laps we have run as uh, Stingray Rob, yesterday's winner, trying to cap off the season and go back to back, but he's got to find a way around Christian Rasmussen, and that has been very 
very, very difficult to find here in the closing laps. Six to go. They're back on the front straightaway. Uh, Michael Young, Stingray Rob doing everything he can. He can catch and he can hold serve with Christian Rasmussen, but we have yet to see him put those front tires alongside. I don't think we've seen him get close enough to even make an opportunity or take advantage of an opportunity to pass him. Right now, that gap is sizable, much more sizable than it was last time through. Rasmussen's front end bobbles ever so slightly as he makes that right-hander of turn number four, but he gaps Stingray Rob. That advantage now about eight car lengths, although Stingray Rob had a pretty good run out of turn number four, but Christian Rasmussen gathers it right back up and will gap it again to about eight car lengths. Uh, good news from Matthew Brabham, that, uh, that bobble about a lap and a half ago did not prove costly. Linus Lundquist closed the gap, but Matthews opened it back up to about a second and a half. Speaking of that, it's going from five-tenths to eight-tenths of a second. Now 1.1 second, the lead for Christian Rasmussen as he leads Stingray Rob to the corkscrew. Leads him into an area now like most of this track that is completely drenched in the sun as that morning fog is burnt off, and it is a bright, sunny day here in the Monterey Bay area of California. Yep, uh, we're about to see five laps to go. Of course, this is the undercard, all leading uh, to the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey a little bit later today to decide the NTT IndyCar Series Championship. And Davey Hamilton, what a day Will Power had yesterday. Scoring pole position has to be considered the odds-on favorite to win the championship when our coverage starts at 3 o'clock Eastern later today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but yesterday's race, Singray Rob starts on the pole. He wins right now. Rasmussen with five to go. Started on the pole, leading it right now. Still five to go, but obviously that's the place to start now. IndyCar's a little different. A lot of cars, pit stops, um, you know, with 27 cars on grid. Tire degradation being very, very difficult right now. Hard to keep the tires underneath those cars. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, but Will Power is in the place everybody wants to be to start this race. And uh, the fellow competitors trying to still win that championship. The most realistic uh, opportunities come in the form of Scott Dixon and Joseph Newgarden, who have plenty of championships under their belt already, Davey, but qualifying did not go well for either one of those. Scott Dixon starting mid-pack, Joseph Newgarden all the way at the back of the field. Yeah, that's right. Uh, not a good qualifying runs for Joseph, especially going off track, turn eight, that corkscrew, getting the car high centered, couldn't move. Uh, took a, had to throw a red flag, go retrieve his car. What happens then? You lose your chance to qualify. He had no time. Starts dead last on this field. Could be very, very challenging for him. Now, you know, one thing that you can do, and sometimes it plays an advantage for you, is strategy. When you're in the back of the field like that, a lot of times you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, so you just take big gambles on strategy and and you never know what that could bring out. Now, Scott Dixon right in the middle. He's in the more difficult position, honestly, because I think if I'm one of those guys, it's like either be in the front or be in the back and throw me some strategy. Scott Dixon, he's right in the middle of not knowing which direction to go on strategy to try to win this race in the points championship. Mark James, you'll be on the call of the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey a little bit later today. And championship aside, when we look at some of the drivers that are going to start towards the front of the field, some good storylines, drivers that could be ending the season with a little bit of momentum. Yeah, I mean, Calabon. Uh, what a great start for him on the front row. That team buoyed by the announcement. They will be two cars next year. You know, Alexander Rossi wants to, to, to ride off to his new team next year by handing Andretti Autosport a win on his way out the door. Roman Grosjean has had his share of struggles. He's looking for a strong finish to the campaign. And David Malukas is locked in the battle for that Rookie of the Year title. And uh, he's within striking distance of Christian Lundgaard. Uh, David Malukas will roll off in the seventh position. Lundgaard rolls off in the 16th position. But I thought the most interesting comments, Nick, came from Tim Sendrick. Uh, given where his drivers are starting, Will Power starting in the first position, Scott McLaughlin is eighth, and of course Joseph Newgarden 25th. He said this is a little different approach than most races because uh, their goal is just finish in front of the nine car, which is Scott Dixon. Yeah, it uh, certainly appears to be a full-on team effort uh, to try to get either Team Penske or Chip Ganassi racing the championship. Again, it is Will Power going to be the odds-on favorite as uh, the final race of the NTT IndyCar Series season coming your way, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. We are winding down the 2022 Indy Lights Championship. Christian Rasmussen, one win on the season. That came at Road America a little bit earlier this year. Trying to hang on his advantage over Stingray Rob is 1.2 seconds. And uh, Davey, Road America, he got some characteristics similar to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. So clearly Rasmussen has found a liking to kind of these natural terrain, free-flowing road courses. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, this it does have a, some similarities to, to that other uh, to Road America, other than it's a lot shorter. That is a long racetrack, really fast, has long straightaways, more passing opportunities. But right now, as you said, the flow of this racetrack seems to be the same. And, and uh, you know, Rob ran good in, in uh, Road America, and now Rasmussen leading this race. He's uh, He still has that 1.1 second lead. Pretty much has kept that throughout the, this race. But Ra Senior A Rob, if he has anything, it's two to go. He's got to get get it done now. Yep, Michael Young, two laps to go. The gap is one second. What does Stingray Rob have for Christian Rasmussen? He's going to need a whole lot of help from Christian Rasmussen because it doesn't seem like he has the car to even close in on him. Rasmussen's going to have to make a mistake to allow Stingray Rob to close in. This time the advantage, still about 10 car lengths. Christian Rasmussen will make his way through turn number five, carries a heck of a lot of momentum up this hill. Stingray Rob, try as he may, try as he might, just cannot get to that rear wing, Mark James. Interesting to note the disparity between the top four, Rasmussen, Rob, Brabham, and Lundquist is 6.4 seconds. Then it's another six seconds back to fifth place running Jacob Abel. Another smooth entrance into the corkscrew for your leader. He leads Stingray, Rob, and the rest through the corkscrew and into the view of jQuery. Rasmussen had taken several good shots from Stingray, Rob, the last couple of laps by, but now it appears as though that lead has settled. About four car lengths now as he works his way, takes a left-hand turn, and will soon see the white flag. Out of that final corner, Christian Rasmussen, eight-tenths of a second, so Stingray Rob has carved a couple tenths. Does he have anything left on the final lap? It's about four tenths, uh, four car lengths as they make their way down to turn number two for the final time. Michael, it's down to seven-tenths. Stingray Rob trying to charge. He's given it all he has. Stingray Rob does close that gap. It's visible now on the racetrack. Christian Rasmussen, about a five car length advantage. This is the turn that Christian Rasmussen has mastered. Turn number four. Can he get his second win of 2022 here in the season finale? Stingray Rob, only six car lengths behind Christian Rasmussen. He closes again through turn number five. They'll climb the hill. Stingray Rob is on the charge. It went from 1.5 seconds down to eight-tenths of a second. That's where it is now as they climb the hill and start to set up for the corkscrew. Stingray Rob may have saved those tires for one last charge on this final lap now. They'll crest the hill. It'll roll to the left, swing it back to the right. Stingray Rob in pursuit of your leader out of the corkscrew. So does the native of Idaho have something left here in the state of California as he sets up now for turn number 10. Rasmussen again swings it very wide. A two-and-a-half car length advantage for Rasmussen heading into turn number 11. Crash at the back of the field involving Kiffin Simpson on the final lap, final corner. Rasmussen, the car gets sideways. Stingray Rob closes to within three or four car lengths, but it's not going to be enough. Christian Rasmussen wins his second career Indy Lights race as he closes out 2022 with a win in the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey. Stingray Rob, unable to go back-to-back. -back. Still a fabulous weekend as he wins yesterday's race, finishes second today, and with that second-place finish, Stingray Rob ends the championship second in points. Matthew Brabham, another podium finish for that young man, his seventh of the season as he comes home in third. Linus Lundquist, the series champion, he's going to go down to turn number two and celebrate with some donuts. So the Swedish driver gets to celebrate again. He finishes fourth today. Jacob Abel, fifth. Benjamin Peterson finishes sixth. Seventh is Daniel Frost. Eighth is Hunter McElroy. Ninth is uh, Nolan Siegel. Tenth is Christian Bogle. Eleventh, Flynn Lazier. Twelfth is Ernie Francis Jr. Thirteenth, Kiffin Simpson and Davey Hamilton. I mentioned it right before the checkered flag, an incident involving Ernie Francis Jr. and Kiffin Simpson. Uh, did you get a chance to see the replay there? Exiting turn yeah, two. Yeah, you know, it was last lap. They're going for it. Francis Jr. tried to get underneath Simpson and just uh, slid up a little too much to hit him in the back, spun him around. I wouldn't be surprised if Francis gets a little bit of uh, avoidable contact penalty. So, uh, again, Christian Rasmussen scores the race win, uh, his second of the season. In fact, uh, he now becomes the third driver in 2022 to win two races to go along with Hunter McElroy and Matthew Brabham. But, of course, uh, all the spoils of victory go to Linus Lundquist. Five wins on the season. And, again, he is your champion. Clinched it yesterday and uh, finishes the season with a fourth-place finish. And looks like Rasmussen's going to do some donuts as well as I see him spinning car 28 around 
right towards the entrance of pit lane. Uh, but uh, the driver from Denmark going to get to celebrate his second win. Uh, one of seven different drivers who won races in 2022 in Indy Lights, along with Daniel Frost, Benjamin Peterson, and Stingray Rob, all victorious this season. So the depth in Indy Lights, uh, just tremendous. And uh, and Rasmussen did a great job, Davey. I mean, the entire race, Stingray Rob right there on the rear wing, the winning margin, eight-tenths of a second. So much different from yesterday's race where Stingray won by 11 seconds. But Rasmussen kept waiting for him to make a mistake. Simply didn't happen. Yeah, I, you know what? I think he had a faster car. That is Stingray Rob. But, man, Rasmussen did what he had to do. Had pressure on him. Stingray Rob made him earn that one. No question about it. Tried to force him into a mistake. Did do it. Uh, nice smooth run, as you said. His second to win of the season. Nice run by that Andretti driver. Rasmussen has uh, pulled that car into victory lane. Got a congratulation handshake from car owner Michael Andretti. We see the drivers finish second and third out of their cars as well. It's a uh, clean sweep of the podium for Andretti. Autosport as they'll be looking to go to victory lane a little bit later today with drivers like Colton Herta, Roman Grosjean, and and uh, and certainly Alexander Rossi who starts in the top three. Let's hear from some of our competitors uh, first. Let's hear from Ryan Marie. Ryan caught up with one of the members of the podium. That's Matt Brabham wrapping up a 2022 Indy Lights campaign. It looks like third in points. You finished the race in third place as well. How do you assess the day and the season as a whole? Yeah, I mean, obviously a great day today. Congrats to, to Christian and Stingray, and uh, what a day for Andretti Autosport. I mean, the guys gave us such great cars this weekend, and uh, yeah, it was great to get a 1-2-3 and lock out the podium both races. So, uh, no, obviously great race for me made some fun moves uh, up into the corkscrew i think that's one of my new favorite passing spots it's uh it was a lot of fun in that race and um obviously i uh, would have liked to have won the championship but you know linus uh deserved it and he and he drove well all year you know no mistakes from him and uh, he got the championship so i'm not happy unless i'm winning everything right but uh no it's still a great season you came to lights after eight years away this year trying to win that championship trying to reignite your open wheel career what does next year look like at this point is there momentum to get you to indycar or is this a possibility for maybe lights again i mean i'll, I'll drive anything i mean that's what i've been doing my whole life i've been racing all kinds of anything I can do, anything I can get enough budget to do or, or any opportunities I can take that, that, get, that I get paid in, you know. I'm trying to make a living out of this, but uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously, my priority list is to try and get into IndyCar. If I can't do that, then I'm not opposed to coming back to lights and then uh, and, and anything else underneath that as well. So uh, just keep working towards it, and uh, it's all been super positive. So I think uh, hopefully something really cool can be announced soon, but uh, we'll see. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. To Victory Lane and Dan. Well, this is a really great day for Christian Rasmussen. You're just getting some uh, congratulations from Mr. Thorman and also from your sponsor, Bob Stelrick. Uh, you got your pole. You got the opportunity after the little bit of trouble uh, during the course of qualifying and practice. But just what are your thoughts on this win? Now I'm happy to be back in Victory Lane. Uh, it's been a while. We, we won at Road America, but it's been a while since Road America. So it's great to be back on top. Um, hopefully we can be back next year and continue this. You know, I want to I wanna win. That's that's why I'm here for, hopefully, to make that move into IndyCar. But we need that scholarship. So we'll try to come back next year, do everything we can to win the championship, and then be in IndyCar. Looked like Stingray was pretty fast. Might have saved a little bit of tires, but how did the Coopers hold up? It's it's tough around here. Like The tire deck is very, very big. Um, so it was about managing that. So I wasn't really flat out. I was just kind of managing the gap to to Stingray and uh, kind of managing, managing my push-to-pass. I knew that if I just had a decent push-to-pass at the end, there was really no way he was going to get by unless I made a mistake. So it was just about minimizing those mistakes, and that's what we did today. So that's what got us the win. What about the accomplishments of the team? A 1-2-3 finish for Andretti Autosport. Yeah, 1-2-3 finish in both races it's uh, it kind of tells you how good of a program it is so they're doing great uh, and yeah very very happy to be a part of the team congratulations great job thank you that is christian rasmussen the winner of race number two just a little bit of a note we've had several sweeps in the history of of indycar and indy lights here at in the two race situation in uh, at laguna seca kyle kirkwood of course did it in 2021 renis vk in 2019 and spencer piggott way back in 2015 didn't happen this time at least not for stingray rob however uh, it is certainly a great sweep for Andretti Autosport. Let's go to Ryan. 
And we'll check chat with our runner-up, Stingray Rob, who's getting some congratulations. Stingray, a breakthrough weekend and a lot of respects for you. The poll and your first win yesterday, runner-up today. How do you assess the weekend? You know, yesterday was a about time kind of feeling, but it's all in God's timing, and I'm super grateful to give him the glory, and I think that this season's been awesome. You know, we've been consistent, eight podiums, a first place as of yesterday. So, uh, And the Andretti team, man, I mean, we're, we're obviously strong, uh, coming second, third, and maybe fourth in championship. I don't know where we ended up, but congrats to Christian today. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful to come away with second. I wanted that win, but it came down to points. It's momentum headed into the offseason for you, but the question is, what does the offseason hold? Ideally, where would you see yourself next year? Uh, I think plan A is IndyCar. You know, that's the goal. That's why we're here. We're, we're striving to learn and get better, and hopefully one day we can step to the Big Boys series. Um, but I think that I've proven as of yesterday that I'm able to do that. You know, that 11-second win was pretty dominant, and I don't take all the credit for that. That's all the group around me, and uh, I think that we can do that at the next level. We'll wish you the best of luck. Congratulations. A win in a second in the season finale for Stingray Rob. Thank you. Yeah, the season uh, certainly gets interesting now that it comes to a close for all three of those drivers on the podium as uh, nothing guaranteed for them moving forward, but uh, that's where it gets fun as they're all chasing that dream of racing in IndyCar. Big thank you to all the folks behind the scenes uh, with the Indy Lights series as we put the close on yet another season. And, uh, and a thank you as well to the folks from Cooper Tires as their run as the uh, tire provider for this series comes to an end as well. Uh, fantastic championship. Again, Linus Lundquist, your champion for 2000. 2022 and Christian Rasmussen ends the year with a race victory. Our driver analyst today and all season was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine and Dan Rusinowski. Our turn announcers were Mark James, Michael Young, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Burgett, our producer all year long, doing a fantastic job, Sam Rubsup, and our network director is Chris Pollock. My name's Nick Yeoman. Do not go away. There's more to come today on IndyCar Radio. Mark James, Davey Hamilton, and the rest to the IndyCar Radio crew. We'll be back at 3 o'clock Eastern to bring you flag-to-flag coverage of the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, streaming right here on your phone, your tablet, computer on Sirius XM Channel 160, and a radio station near you. Proceeding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.